Tell them tip told you. Dot com. The podcast about pop culture, black history, and spirituality. Yeah. It's about to be a great vibe. Dr. Tip. Gonna take it away. Tell them tip told you. y'all hey thank you for joining me for another edition of tell them tip told you it's your girl tip listen y'all okay so can i get an applause for being more consistent yay that's two weeks in a row i am on a roll i need your support make sure you give me a five-star review and send me an email at dr tip at tell them tip told you and big up my consistency i am working on it y'all and i am ultra proud of myself <laughs> i'm so proud of myself you don't even know so let's let's run down what we're going to talk about today. I want to go back to this Kanye um, conversation just because he was recently at Joel Osteen's church. And I want to talk about that. We got to talk about the NFL, Jay-Z and this Kaepernick workout. Um, and then I want to give you my birthday reflections. If you follow the blog over at www.tellemtiptoldyou.com, then you know I traditionally do end of the year and birthday reflections. And this year, um, because I'm trying to be more consistent on the podcast, I'm dedicating the time that I would normally use writing that reflection list and recording it for you, especially because, you know, I think so, uh, a number of my friends are in the same category. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll get there in just a second. So let's go back to this Kanye thing. I almost called him Kanye. That's probably more apropos. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, you know. I'm a PK. Some of you know that. I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid. My father is a Baptist minister. I grew up going to church two or three times a week. You know, um, although I practice, I consider myself Christian plus now, right? So I still believe in the basic tenets of black Christianity, black Christianity. And I, I'm a liberation theology person. Um, but I also do some other things, you know, that are family lineage type stuff. Um, but I am always ultra protective of how religion of any kind is often used to distract people. Um, Karl Marx called it an opioid of the people that it, it's about distraction. It keeps people um, from paying attention to things they really should be paying attention to. And I am um, increasingly irritated that black folk are bigging up this Kanye and this Sunday soul service foolishness. One, if you listen to a good gospel choir on a regular basis, I don't know what you're getting out of this Kanye thing because it's just a good gospel choir. I mean, what, what more? I'm, it, really, you're that cheap? That's all it takes is a good song and some nice harmonies? Go to any big black first Bethel, first AME, I'm just throwing out some, you know, how our churches are named. Any of these, and on a first Sunday when the, the band's choir is singing, and you'll get music just as good, if not better, because it's more authentic. Y'all, I, I just, I don't want us to be that easily bought and sold. And it seems as if some of us are so easily distracted by the glitz and glamour of this phenomenon that we're not paying attention to the fact that it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. The, uh, the New Testament talks about... Um, 
the deceiver coming and fooling people, right? Now, I'm not I'm not at the point where I'm ready to call Kanye the deceiver, but I am saying if this was a, a trial run for the deceiver, some of y'all are so easily distracted from the other words that comes out this man's mouth. Um, for example, when he was on stage with Osteen, and that's not a pulpit to me, that's a stage, so I said the right word, anyway. When he was on stage with Osteen, he, he talked about how being Christian had taken arrogance and conceit away from him. And then in the very next sentence, he says, now that greatest artist that God have, has created is for him. Is anybody paying attention to this? Like we are watching this man have a mental health um, issue, a mental health break or a mental health episode I don't know um you know just my undergrad degrees in psychology I don't pretend to know this stuff and I, I won't pretend to diagnose him I think that's dangerous but I will say something ain't right with the brother and far too many of us are following the Pied Piper if we didn't learn from the R. Kelly situation I don't understand how we keep falling for the same foolishness like who's still following if I just don't understand. Y'all got to help me understand. So somebody send me an email that can help me unpack this. And if you want to be on the show and, and take the opposite perspective, I would love that. If you go to the website, you can click be a guest and, and I'll have you on because we really have to interrogate what is happening to the psyche when one follows someone like Kanye, who is so disrespect. Like at this point, I would be afraid to even listen to Kanye's album because of the things he said about my ancestors, right? I feel like there's some you there's some consequences for saying some shit like slavery was a choice. There, I feel like there's some realistic spiritual consequences for that foolishness. And although I do believe that God can use anybody and anything, I don't believe that we should be supporting just anybody and anything. I said last week, and I'll say this week, the Bible is clear. You should shake the dust from your feet when you know someone is not of the... I, I just can't with y'all. I can't with y'all. All right? Which is akin to this this Stephen A. Smith response to Colin, Colin Kaepernick's workout this Saturday. Okay, so here's the deal, right? If you've been under a rock, Colin Kaepernick was contacted by the... Well, his team was contacted by the NFL to do a, a workout. I, you know, I've been boycotting the NFL, so I really don't, and, and I, although I watched the game, I was never a behind the scenes type, what's going on in sports person. But from what I understand, right, from my conversations with people who are behind the scenes type people, and from what I've been reading um, in independent news sources, the NFL offered Kaepernick a workout. Now, from what I understand, it was an unconventional offer in that it was scheduled for a Saturday in the middle of football season. Now, I do know enough to know that Sunday football is a big thing. And so most coaches are going to be preparing for a game. They're not going to be thinking about a workout seriously, right? So the fact that it was scheduled for a Saturday was problematic in and of itself. The short notice was problematic in and of itself. Any of us that has ever gone on a job interview at the last minute knows that we always feel like it's a setup. So I don't understand why we wouldn't feel anyway. Last minute schedule, right? And then come to find out 
he was given this um, waiver to sign. And the waiver itself is posted online now. I saw it on Twitter a couple of times. Different people had it up. The waiver he was given to sign is not the traditional waiver that's usually given to someone who's doing a workout. Usually the waiver that they're given is a simple liability waiver where if you got hurt, you know, you wouldn't hold the owners or the league responsible for your injuries, et cetera, et cetera. But this particular waiver also would sign away Kaepernick's rights to future collusion cases. Let's be clear, right? For those of you who said that Jay-Z was playing chess, no, this was an attempt at chess where you you think the brother is so hungry. And there's a lesson in here somewhere about desperation. I'm going to get there in just a minute. But there there is something about um, thinking this brother is so desperate to play in your league that you think he's going to be dumb enough not to have an attorney, a well-paid attorney, an informed attorney, an attorney with scruples, look over the contracts you want him to sign. All right. So that was problematic as well. So the, the, the fact that it was a Saturday, um, the fact that it was short notice, the fact that you tried to get him to sign this unconventional waiver and the fourth that you would not even tell him who was going to be. There. I ain't never been to no job interview and I don't know who I'm interviewing for. All right, I'm just going to put that out there, right? So the fact that they would not release to him a list of the individuals who would be present. And the fifth is that it was going to be closed to the media and there would be no cameras except that of the NFL. Now, for those of us who have a teaching little bit of media literacy, then we understand how dangerous it is for someone to have all of the film footage from this workout, right? Because then I could edit it in such a way that every time he dropped something, every time he fumbled a pass, every time he looked uncomfortable and just splice all those together and then just declare the workout um, a bust, right? And there would be no way for him to control the narrative if all of the information is the hand in the hands of people who have already settled a case for collusion against him, right? So we already know their nature. It would have been idiotic and an act of desperation for Kaepernick to go through with the workout the way it was put on the table. But let me tell you how the brother shows us what real agency looks like. Kujijaka Liga, self-determination. Let me show you. He gave us a Kwanzaa le lesson before Kwanzaa, y'all. He showed us what self-determination looks like. Rather than go back home, take his ball, go back home and pout, the brother said, you know what? I'm going to do a workout. And let me tell you how I love sisters. So it was two sisters, the president and the vice president of the school board in Clayton County that gave him a stadium to work out in. This is why it was moved from Flowery Branch to the real A to Clayton County. All right. So um, he, he for those of us from in and around Metro Atlanta or who have lived in and around Metro Atlanta, we know what Riverdale is and what it represents. And the fact that this black school board supported him in having this workout and that throughout the interview about the workout, he keeps saying the people, the people, the people. Let, let me tell you, if y'all want to be a Sunday soul service, that was Saturday soul service right there. What brother Ka Kaepernick did for us. Right? He showed us what agency and self-determination is supposed to look like. He controls his own narrative. He had his own. And let me say something about Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, if you, I'm, I have never been a fan. I've always thought he was stepping and fetching it, shucking and jiving it. Um, and he is true to that. He, he's been true to that. He hadn't changed. 
for him to say that canceling the NFL workout is a sign that Kaepernick doesn't want to play is to ignore all the facts on the table. For what purpose would we ignore those facts? Let me tell you, there are always going to be some black folk Harriet with a shot. And we got to stop paying them attention. Stop paying them attention. We need one of them bracelets. Instead of WWJD, we need who would Harriet shoot? WWHS. Somebody make that. I'm going to make that T-shirt. WWHS. Who would Harriet shoot? Because we don't argue with them and we don't give them Twitter follows or clicks or none of that, right? Um, and, And Stephen A. Smith is one of those people. I am very, Eric Reed gave us a lesson in what it looks like to be a friend, right? To be an activist who supports comrades. That's what Eric Reed showed us. So I'm telling you, Saturday had my heart all full. I also had some personal fun on Saturday. But you know, hey, I celebrated my birthday. I'm getting to the birthday reflections in just a second. But let's finish up on Kaepernick. Whether or not this brother gets to play again, and I don't even want to say gets to play because that sounds like it's a reward. Whether or not this brother ever plays in the league again, he has shown himself to be an athlete of the people. And for that, I will always love him. We have to remember what he sacrificed and what he sacrificed for. He sacrificed for the people. Y'all, I'm so proud of him. I just, my heart just burst open. I just, I'm so proud of him. I don't know what to do. All right, so let me get to these birthday reflections. I have three major reflections. Oh, I wanted to go back and talk about desperation. Some of us can't say no. And we are taken advantage of because of that. Right? Here's what I mean by that. And I think, I think, When we watch Kaepernick's story, it might step on our feet a little bit. Let me tell you what I mean by that. There was a point, uh, some of you have heard me talk about my ex before. He was an alcoholic. He was emotionally abusive. He was not financially sharing the burden of a household. Um, All of these things. And the question becomes, okay, Tiffany, if he was so bad, why did you stay? And part of the reason I stayed was because I was desperate for companionship. And I put up with things that I did not have to put up with simply because I did not have faith in myself to do and to be better than that, right? And when we are at a point like that, then people can manipulate our behavior and take advantage of us. Now, if Kaepernick was desperate for a job, right? Desperate for external validation, because I'm sure for an athlete, having an NFL, a football athlete, Having an NFL contract somehow lends to your validity, right, of, of your, um, your elite athletic ability. But the fact that this brother doesn't need that external validation, he doesn't need the job, right? He doesn't need the external applause. He doesn't need the approval of the league. That puts him in a place of being empowered to make decisions that are simply the best for himself and for the community. And too many of us are operating in a way where we have not recognized our full value and potential. And because we have not recognized nor laid claim to our full value and potential, we are in a state of desperation that allows other people to offer us pennies, to offer us 10 minutes of a WYD text, right? And we fall ahead over heels for 
less than we deserve because we have not created that internal validation for our own worth and value. And so there's another kind of lesson in this Capradic um, workout scenario, right? In what ways are we ready to create our own platforms to celebrate and explore our own expertise rather than being on someone else's stage for peanuts, right? We have got to move towards creating our own venues, creating our own institutions, creating our own systems of internal validation so that we are no longer um, manipulated by people in power, right? That's, again, this is a lesson, a Kwanzaa lesson before Kwanzaa. Kujijakali is self-determination. Self-determination comes from understanding that yourself has worth. All right, so let me just go into the birthday reflections because it's part of this. So I was listening to the Secret to Success podcast. Um, I don't remember what episode it was. So, so if somebody knows what episode it was, shoot me an email so I can add it to the show notes. But they were on there the other day and they talked about how in any sport, I think particularly they were talking about, specifically they were talking about basketball or football, but in, in any sport, at the half point, right, at halftime, a good coach, whether their team is winning or losing, makes halftime adjustments, right? Based on prior performance, you make adjustments to that performance so that you can excel in the second half. And at this point, I turned 46 uh, on the 14th. Yay! I did the, the Charlie Brown cheer, you know, the two-handed. Anyway, you couldn't see it, so I don't know why I did it. Anywho, um, I turned 46 and this year has been a year of making note of what the adjustments need to be. And this particular quarter, Q4 of 2019, has been me beginning to make those adjustments. Because see, let me tell you something. I don't think when we talk about halftime, right, a good coach is is yes, sharing what adjustments needs to be made, but the attitude in the locker room has to make the adjustment before the players hit the court or the field, right? So I didn't wait until January 1, 2020 to implement some some of these changes because the mindset has to be created before I hit the court or the field. So if I'm I'm if I plan on running full out in 21 excuse me, in 2020, I have to start ramping up in 2019. Does that make sense? And so I am consciously making my halftime adjustments. I don't want my life to be what it presently is. Like, you know, that's that self-determination thing again. I, so now I know what I'm naming today's podcast, right? It's going to be about self-determination. But uh, Kwanzaa in November, <laughs> self-determination, right? Um but let me write that down because that was kind of cute. Kwanzaa in, in November. I'm corny like that. I'm sorry. All right. So, um, and then I lost my train of thought. But it's about having agency. What I realized is that for a bulk of my life, part of the reason I dropped out of fam, part of the reason that I just, I left corporate America before I gave it a real shot. Uh, part of the reason some of my relationships have been what they have been is because I kind of, I have... One of my patterns was just to float through life, 
right? When, when, when you learn how to work your talents in a certain kind of way, life can be very easy. And if you're not strategic about that ease, you just look kind of like a boat on the ocean with no rudder. You're just kind of moving at the, the, at, the, at the druthers of the waves and the wind, right? The waves and the wind are in control, not you. And that's how much of my 46 years have been, have been lived. It's just me exploiting my gifts and my talents in such a way th- that has allowed me to just kind of drift and drift pretty comfortably, right? There have been a couple of storms like my ex, but nothing that has shaken me to the point where I, I don't know how I'm going forward. But I have not had, I was on um, the Sleep is for Suckers um, mastermind call this morning and David with David Shands, and he said, he talked about a target, right? And he talked about um, whenever he sees a basketball goal, then he's looking for a ball to shoot. So having a target makes one want to be productive. And what I realized, not only in this morning's mastermind call, but over the last year of me just reflecting on where I am, is I have not had the target. Like I was having a conversation with a friend of mine Saturday and I said, you know, my parents wanted me to go to law school. And so when I went to FAM, I really had no, that might be one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I, I partied my way out of school was I didn't have, I didn't have a goal. Like I didn't have a target. I wasn't even really aiming towards graduation, which is probably why I didn't. I was just at school because that's where I was supposed to be, I thought. Right. And I wonder how many of us, how many of you listening are in a job with no end goal, like retirement ain't even your end goal. You have just settled into to resignation, just to resign into the fact that this is your life. And it's, it is what it is like that phrase. It is what it is. So you get up and you go to work every day and you really don't have a goal for why you get up to go to work every day, except that you got to pay bills. Right. And because we don't have that target, we are just at the dreaders of the wind and the waves. We just we don't have direction. We're just floating. And so part of my halftime adjustment is to be more deliberate and intentional about short term, midterm and long term goals. Like what are my goals? So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to start posting my Monday goals. Right. My Monday, just that day. Monday, you'll start to see it every day. But one day. I'm going to sit down on Mondays and post my goals for that day and show what short term goals look like. Now, my short term goals, if you've you've ever done my after um, the vision board workshop, then you know, I say once you create those short term goals, they should feed into midterm goals and then you should have a five year plan. And every day your to do list should have some representative of a component of your five year plan. Right. I'm going to be I'm going to be. Here's my Kaepernick thing. I'm going to be hosting an event sometime in February um, to make that program more real. Um, So make sure your notifications are on for my Instagram, my Facebook. You know, you can find me at Tiffany DPHD or Tell Them Tip Told You. Um, And I'll share that with you. So adjustments at the half are important. I don't want anybody today. Let today be the day you decide what it is you're in this for. What it is you're in this for. Whatever it is, don't just be in it because you're in it. So if you if you if you're a uh, software analyst for a company, is that your end game, or are you just doing it because you feel like that's what you have to do? Five years from now, do you want to be that person? 
If you don't want to be that person, then write down what you want to be and let's figure out what the steps are to get there. But don't just, the wind and the waves, they're fun to look at, but they're not fun to have run your life. All right. So that's one. I made my adjustments at the half. Part of that is once I, part of, hmm, now I was going to say that this came as a result of one, but I'm thinking actually two led my one. So let me give you number two. Number two is betting on self. So this year, um, my birthday reflection was about how often have I bet on myself? And the answer was not often. And so Q4 2019, I've been betting on myself in a way that I never have before. What do I mean by that? I know that I have, and I don't want this to sound arrogant because I want you too to think about what you have. Right. So I know that I have a very specific skill set, right, that God gave me. I can refine it. I can hone it. But I do know I was born with it. Right. Part of it is teaching. I'm just a master teacher by birth. I refine my skills. My students will tell you I refine things. I ask them how things are going for them. I ask for feedback in my teaching practice. I'm always trying to learn new professional development activities and things like that so that I can continue to hone my craft, but I know that's a God-given talent. I have not bet on that talent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you have a talent for art, and you've not really gone full out and bet on yourself in that time. So you've not invested in studio space, or you've not invested in, in having art shows for yourself. You haven't even invested in a website. Right. Some of us are good with we're so good with children. We've not invested in that education degree or that daycare licensure. Right. Because we, we, we are afraid of our talents. Or we're unsure about them, we're uncertain about them, but we don't bet on ourselves. And this quarter, I have decided decided to start betting on myself. I am financially. I, some, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I've moved back into my parents' home and um, which has freed up a little money, not a whole lot of money because of student loans. That's some bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> has freed up some some money. Right. I am investing in one of my talents in a way right now that I have never. I need you to hear that. Never financially invested in myself. And part of that is. Betting on my talent, betting on my ability. And the faith is not only because some of us have problems having faith in my in yourself. So let me give you the cheat code. I don't necessarily have 100 percent faith in Tiffany. I do have 100 percent faith in Tiffany, my ancestors and God. I do have 100 percent faith that all three of us. Three, the ancestors represent more than three. Anyway, you know what I mean. I do believe that together, these forces can come together and make me successful, right? That belief is what sent me into my halftime adjustment. Does that make sense to you? So I want you to think about how you can start investing in yourself. What does that look like? It might look like going back to school after I I told y'all I sit out for 10 years. You want to go back to school? You need me to help you. We'll figure some shit out because I'll tell you what it's like to be a, a 30 year old in a room full of 17, 18 year olds. That shit is hard, but you can do it. 
right? It, it is doable. The pivot is, is possible, right? The pivot is possible. I'm making t-shirts today. Let me write that down. The pivot is possible. Now, I don't know if I want to, I might name the podcast that. The pivot is possible. All right, so that's number two. You got to bet on yourself. Number three is the one that I suffer with and I continue to suffer with, but I'm working on it. And that is we have got to extend to ourselves the same kind of and quality and quantity of grace that we extend to others. What do I mean by that? Listen, y'all, I can't tell you how many times I have told my students to bet on themselves. I have told my students that a pivot is possible. I have told some of my coaching clients that a pivot is possible and necessary. How I have told some people I've given readings to that the that spirit is behind right them and all they got to do is step out on faith. I have done those. I've told people that they need to forgive themselves for certain things. Has Tiffany extended that same kind of grace and loving support to herself? Not always. Not always. So number three, that extending grace to others, it requires a lot of reflection, a lot of reflection. So I've gone back into the daily journaling. Um, I'm, I'm because of some other things that I'm doing. I'm trying to do more voice memos to myself, things like that, just to make me think through how I would talk to someone else having the experiences that I'm having. Because it's often easier to extend grace to other people. It's not so easy to extend that same kind of grace and forgiveness to oneself. All right. So those are my three major birthday reflections. Adjustments at the half, y'all. Make sure you're making those adjustments. Bet on yourself. Invest in yourself. Do what you have to do. And three, extend the same grace to to yourself that you do to others. So that's all I really wanted to cover today. I got it in, yeah. And it's two weeks in a row. I don't know what to do with it. I feel like I need a two-week party, right? Um, somebody cash at me for some drinks. My girlfriend, Amina. Thank you, Amina, for my birthday drinks. Cash at me some money for birthday drinks. Somebody celebrate with me and cash at me for some two-week-in-a-row <laughs> celebration. I'm just playing. But for real, if you've enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to leave me a positive review. Please share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. And if I can do anything for you, make sure you shoot me an email at Dr. Tip at Tell Them Tip Told You. Have a good one, y'all. Take care. Today's episode of Tell Them Tip Told You is brought to you by the Freshman Boot Camp. The Freshman Boot Camp is an online course designed to help first-year college students make the adjustment to college life and be successful. You can learn more at www.pogueeducationalconsulting.com. We'll put a link in the show notes for you.